0: The click on this business! Coming down the aisle, Bimbo, Jimbo, Baby Booty! You know that I'm the cream of the crop! Give me a hell yeah!
1: Today, woo, I've got to stop and profile like never before! From our 1077 The Bone Studios in downtown San Francisco This is In The Click, Bimbo Jimbo alongside my tag team partner Baby Huey Hello and welcome again everybody, we're live pal Hey buddy, how's it going? It's going alright a little, a little inside baseball or, or or behind the curtain I've been fighting a flu Or whatever's going around So I apologize for the tardiness Of this in the click But uh, play, play and hurt You know, sort of like Shawn Michaels at Royal Rumble 1997 fighting the flu Still beat Sid Gonna have to hit baby Huey With the camera a couple times Though, you know Before he eats the super kick <laughs> But we're back And we're, we're, we're uh, living life In the fast lane I was
0: gonna say Or like Stone Cold After the whole Owen Hart Issue I'm not even, that bad okay? <laughs> I'm
1: not nearly that bad I don't want I don't want to be Melodramatic about it Or anything like that Just, You look good You look fine Thank you well, You know Maybe it's helping me Lose a little <laughs> pound, so to speak You're like we'll a see. model In LA now yeah, oh God But yeah We are living life In the fast lane As we are heading Towards Wrestlemania We are hurtling past The fast lane pay per view We will talk about that But uh, before we get into that I want to talk about uh, What Baby Huey and I Did locally In the San Francisco Bay area This past week We went to Pro Wrestling Revolution Uh, They had a show uh, in San Francisco, and it was was a fantastic experience. You know, I've been dying to get out there. It seems like whenever they have a show, I have a Warriors game or some big event that I can't skip. And I'm such a huge fan of Lucha Libre. Uh, I love the guys that put on Pro Wrestling Revolution in general. So it was really awesome to finally get out there. And I just have to give them an A-plus from top to bottom on the show that they put on. I love the presentation uh, and everything like that Hugh you told me about that last year that you really liked how they They presented everything and the crowd was great. The card was great. They brought in some big stars I mean it was the US debut of Jun Akiyama who's a legend in Japan uh, and all over the world uh, We got to see super crazy versus Tajiri in a, a rematch 20 years in the making and as a ECW diehard, that was great uh, Ultimo dragon just What'd you think? We saw a panda bear. Dude, yes. Ultima (laughs) Panda was a star in that battle royal, and I was very disappointed to see him get eliminated, along with B-Boy. I'm a B-Boy guy. So, uh, yeah, uh, Pro
0: Wrestling Revolution, that's one of the many uh, independent promotions we have in the Bay Area. So for anyone listening outside of Northern California, we're very lucky that between All Pro Wrestling, Big Time Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Revolution, Hood Slam, East Bay Pro Wrestling, and some more, we have, like, a handful of just really awesome independent promotions that put on great events. No doubt. And Pro Wrestling Revolution, to their credit, they do a pretty cool job of putting on shows all over different parts of the Bay Area. It's kind of like a little traveling road show for them. They do stuff in San Francisco, San Jose. Yeah. Even down, I think, Fresno what parts uh, down there. But, uh yeah, it's for me, it's actually been a year since I went to their last show. So, I went to... The show this time last year in San Francisco, same spot, same high school, John O'Connell High School right here in San Francisco. And uh, so when I saw that they were coming back for this show, that's why I really wanted you to come to this one as well, because I know how the production value they could put on inside that gym is really cool. And plus, like as you said, the card was phenomenal. My brother Tommy was like, we got to go to this one just for many reasons, as you just listed off everyone who made an appearance. But as you can see, they probably... I could probably say maybe Hands Up might have the best production setup out of all the promotions here in the Bay Area. As far as you see the whole setup, as far as the ring entrance,
1: they have very good branding. Yes, they they, they like top notch branding. Uh, I yeah, I really just was struck by that when I walked in, and it it was just it's such a different because it really is a Lucha Libre show. Yes, so it's a very different presentation uh, than a lot of the other uh, promotions that you go to and mm-hmm. everything like that. And like you already said. We are so blessed and lucky uh, to live in the Bay Area and get to enjoy all of the great independent promotions And I really I I, I would argue that California Northern California has some of the best uh, in the country going for that And mm-hmm. you know the Southern California scene is good, too But man, I, I think we got it going on up here
0: and the other thing which is really cool uh, For us like I have not had a chance to see an actual Lucha Libre show in Mexico So this is probably the next best option as far yeah. as in our own backyard and they, like I said, do a phenomenal job as far as the actual setup. They didn't do it this time around, but, like, last year, I know they're, they are had, like, ring announcers and they did like an actual live broadcast on Twitch. Yeah. So I think that's something cool. I wish they maybe could do it on a regular basis, but I think it's really cool that they can do, like, live broadcasts on Twitch. I think that's great for their promotion or any promotion who's able to kind of use Streaming services to like broadcast their product to the masses in that sense
1: Yeah, do yourself a favor check out pro wrestling revolution if you're in the bay area and you're a wrestling fan Their their shows are are tremendous Um, really really can't say enough.
0: Also. I did put some highlights up on our instagram page
1: Yes, and check us out uh, at in the click on instagram also on twitter and if you want to opine to us it is in the click at gmail.com. It's all very easy. And be sure to find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. We love five stars more than Dave Melty Meltzer. So we <laughs> certainly do appreciate you there. And uh, big ups to you for doing that. We love all of our clickers out there. Clickers and I like uh, that. yeah, the, the Click Nation. Uh, you guys are great. Click Maniacs. Um, and yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all you guys click yourselves to us. Whatever. I don't know. This yeah, went off, the, this went off the rails. Yeah. I have them have a probably still running a fever here. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned not going to see a Lucha Libre show in Mexico. I'll give you a very so uh, a couple weeks ago, I got sort of a wild hair about uh, taking a spontaneous and it didn't get past the proto stages, baby Huey, which is why you're finding out about this live okay. on the air. Uh, I was looking into possibly flying to Puebla, Mexico And what? seeing if, if you'd be able to accompany me But I was definitely going to try and go um, This weekend What? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> because there's a AAA show in Puebla, Mexico In which uh, Cody Rhodes will be appearing at too Oh nice. you know, And it's like I've been dying to go to me- back to Mexico And to go see a Lucha Libre show down there I have a passport um, Absolutely Dude, when I first went to Mexico You didn't need a passport Really it was strictly I uh, dude. It was easier for me to get back in to the United States of America from Mexico Than it was to get into a rated R movie uh, Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know like I didn't even get ID checked coming back in to the United States my first trip to Mexico What I try and go see a rated R movie and I was getting carded left and right until probably I was about 30 I got kicked out of a
0: rated R movie in high Wait, school for being underage Yeah, well nice. my friend and I we were in high school. We went to the the movie theater in Berkeley and and uh, we paid we paid, we bought tickets for a different movie and we went we snuck in. We went to the rated R one. Like literally five minutes into it,
1: they came and grabbed us wow. and kicked us out. Man, you think they'd have better things to do. But yeah, I was I was going to try because the Warriors are on the road and I'm not on this trip. I was like, you know what? I got some miles from that trip to Japan. Maybe I should cash those out and, and go to Mexico. But it didn't work out. Some uh, other stuff came up, so you know, say la vie on on that one, but uh, I I do have a friend that is dying to get me to Mexico City uh, to w- with him, and so I told him that if I go, he has to take me to see some legit ass lucha libre in the in the famous arena there in Mexico City. So the temple. Uh, not the temple. That's in Boyle Heights. If you watched Lucha Underground, which I know you don't, you would know that without yeah, asking man. that silly, silly yeah. question. Our so boy Jake we Strong have on record is the champion. Of the temple, like it's in Mexico, and clearly every episode they announce it's in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. So proof positive, right there, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is a poser when it comes to Lucha Underground. It's unbelievable. Jake Strong
0: boyfriend. The <laughs> yeah, show. It took
1: all of my re- restraint not to delete your retweets of uh, like you like uh, with. Um, uh, Agent Wintergreen or whatever from Beach uh, Underground uh, and everything like that. It's just like, dude, this is so ridiculous. And your photos with like Phoenix and Penta, and it's just like, oh, God, this guy is such a phony. I love you to death. Why do you torment Man, me this way? Penta Phoenix, I'm a fan of them. I've watched them in
0: person. I'm a you fan of You have.
1: You have, but every time it's like I love hey, work and When, I, when I haven't been there with you It's been like, hey, I told them congrats about uh, Season 4 <laughs> or whatever, it's like, dude, you suck You are the worst I've
0: seen their, they've done great work in Impact Wrestling They've done great stuff uh, I know Panta's done stuff with All Pro Wrestling Absolutely. Uh, Phoenix has done stuff and They're going to be doing Big stuff time. in AEW, that's yes, not man. the
1: point though uh, but I just thought that was funny. God, yeah, the temple in Mexico. It's a Boyle Heights baby, Huey. But we have so much to get to. Again, we are in the fast lane. Uh, let let us uh, first you get to keep the Eagles on life in the fast life lane. Life in the fast lane. Exactly. I, I was surprised you didn't reference that when I said it earlier. I, you know, trying to keep this whole bone. Well, thing it just to get... came to me now. I got it. it took me. I'm a little slow. <laughs> I, I must be contagious still uh, I want to talk about Ronda Rousey's Blog that came out right after our last Episode uh, yeah I know great timing But so right after we did Last week's episode Ronda Rousey did Her latest edition of her her Was a vlog a blog a Yeah well it's interesting friendster I, Live <laughs> journal whatever It is
0: But a quick side note When we went to um, Staples Center for Survivor Series Uh, I went up to the concession stand. Remember during Survivor Series, I saw Ronda Rousey's husband going around and looked like on an iPhone was filming stuff and was having people hold up T-shirts and stuff. It turned out to not be a great night for (laughs) Ronda. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I I think her husband films helps film a lot of that stuff. So I got to see them filming an episode from back in November in person.
1: So, so Ronda did this vlog. And keep in mind I am very you can you can roll back the tape I thought they should have turned ronda heel in this feud way sooner than they ended up doing it Mm -hmm. Uh, and for the very reasons that she said is because dude the fans turned on her for no damn good reason And and she should be pissed at the fans So she's been doing this vlog And uh, the the edition that came out right after our last episode She started talking about uh Sort of building on her Twitter beef with Becky Lynch about how wrestling is fake mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and how uh, basically just calling out the business and and just really like sort of not exposing it, but really kind of crapping on it and trying to get herself over as a heel. Yes. Um. And I get that, and I get that none of this is a shoot, in my opinion. You know, this is all this is all just a work. Like okay. this is Ron, yeah. this is working us. Anybody like thinking. One word or the other about it uh, It looks well, like what Brock Lesnar did what, A year ago right wasn't he yeah. calling out Stuff I mean she's still getting paid for the WWE Yeah, yes yeah. but she's I get I guess She's trying to sell it like she's going off script And stuff like yes. that I'm not exactly a fan Of it and, and you have this feud That's doing it and we have the Triple H and Dave Feud which is doing it as well so there's like too Much like winking at the audience Being like hey this is all entertainment And fake but not this stuff that Correct. we're doing now. Yes. I'm not. They, to me, they reached a line and they they bloody well crossed it. What, what do you think about the vlog, the vlog experience? The memes that have come out of it are hilarious, phenomenal. But, like the HBK one. Yeah, you the, the, like Shawn Michaels didn't lose a smile. That's not a real thing that can happen. <laughs> like <laughs> the memes are great. Yes, but I'm not a fan in particular of selling it this way. Um, you can sell Ronda as a legit badass without. Doing this, I mean, she did it in the, when she talked about how she owns the ground beneath her feet And he, she can just say, everybody knows, you know, if you were to get in the ring with me That I would destroy you without yeah. crapping on the business Well,
0: you're right, it was already there organically Naturally, there was a natural reason for her to turn heel Based on the crowd reaction back in November there was plenty. In some of, of the other ones, yeah Yeah, so there's, there's plenty of other substance there or, or incidents that they can refer to to turn her, not to do it now and I I think kind of sacrifice the credibility of professional wrestling and WWE specifically so I, I don't like the idea of them hurting that it, especially at, even Triple H's promo calling out security or just the local indie guys yeah. which is like okay us re- hardcore fans we know WWE we have friends here locally who whenever WWE's in town they get called on to- I hated that yes so I'm with you I don't like him referencing that like, I want to, to suspend disbelief that these are legit security that's hired for the night, whatever, but don't break the fourth wall and let me know that's actually indie guys just doing a job for the night. Yeah,
1: since we're talking about that, um, that that was something that really pissed me off this week in terms of just, like, you know, you had Triple H last week doing the Richard Fleer, that whole thing. Like, it, oh, like, villain 101 stuff from Dave Batista, And, like, again, one of those sort of, This is fake but this this feud's real Kind of stuff and he did he doubled Down on it again this week I didn't think it I didn't think it worked last week I didn't like it This week he buried One of Dave's all time great Lines that he said to John Cena the last Time that Dave had security Mm -hmm. and uh, And John Cena was like Oh you got your security guards out here to protect you And Dave as cool as a cucumber Because again Dave underrated cool badass heel post evolution Uh, He's like oh no 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 they're not here to protect me They're here to protect you You and it is one of the one of my favorite Batista moments ever one of my just and that was a great feud in general Triple H on raw. It's like let me guess Dave. They're not here to protect you They're here to protect me and just completely takes a dump on you know the angle and everything
0: He should have said why is Gamora?
1: I I I, I just didn't like it.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I I just think anytime you're you're Acknowledging stuff like that Well okay Going back to the Like they've been using The term fake a lot recently Even with Braun Strowman And the guys from SNL Yes Throwing the term right. fake point Throwing the term fake Out there a lot And so it's like Okay well The other matches And segments in a night I That's fake But you're, what you're doing
1: Is real then yeah. I, I don't It's like no We're all universally One thing It's which crapping is on the rest Of the show By, yeah. by trying to get Your angle over that way It's same th- Like do you remember The brawl for all Oh Yeah the idea of putting it out there like oh this is for real but what everything else is just entertainment and, and like crap. and you're so your top guys aren't for real but you know you got Bart Gunn and everybody in there and, and Papa Shango and stuff yeah. so uh, it's it's sort of that similar thing that I don't think it's doing long term any any favors you, you certainly didn't need it in the Triple H Batista stuff like yeah, th- it that, that to there. me is more off the wall than ronda's talking about because ronda's coming from a legit background where it's like she at least has somewhat of a reason to be like Yeah, if this were a real fight, I would I would implode your face quicker than nia Jax did so. true
0: Well, and then the other thing is Like at least with Triple H and Batista There's already legit history there
1: Dude he beat up Ric Flair You don't don't need to pull back the curtain He beat up the nature boy Ric Flair You don't need to use Richard Fleer And talk about how he almost died We're already invested He beat up a 70 year old legend on his birthday
0: And didn't they ever have a match back at what WrestleMania 21 So there's already history between them The Smackdown 1000 episode
1: Yeah they had already been building to it You didn't need to sort of like Pull back the curtain and be like this is all fake But not this I don't get me wrong I'm excited for that match that's a high quality WrestleMania match no holds barred By the way Batista and Triple H I really hope Dave wins I don't think that's Gonna happen but I'm really pulling for Big Dave
0: I think it's a good way for Even Batista 50 years old kind of one Last match with WWE doesn't look 50 I know oh absolutely I do He looks great but at the Same time what I was getting at is um, Triple H like I'm just Impressed he's Healed and like ready to compete again After torn away his pack at crown jewel Back in november so what already Four months a little over four months later He's already well okay by the time WrestleMania gets will be what, about five months So yeah. to his credit to heal pretty Fast He's always been a
1: fast healer
0: yes Him and john cena are like the wolverines Of yeah. uh, the wwe
1: And I'm excited for that match don't get me wrong I just Think the last two triple h promos have been Misses and going Back to the ronda vlog I, I just I think it's unnecessary Using the fake word and and again, like you said, sort of that suspension of disbelief that they're kind of crapping.
0: Well, on. The, my other issue with Ronda Rousey when she says that in her vlog, but when she goes out there, okay, it, I'm not going to believe your words, and and I know it's a work because when she goes out there, she still doesn't go out there and beat the crap out of them to their bloody down to a bloody pulp. She, so she
1: did a she did a great job stiff,
0: with Becky. Yes, there was some some pretty stiff punches thrown, but nonetheless. If this was, you know, full on legit shoot, she could have easily left bloody or uh, Becky in a bloody mess in the ring last Monday. But, so you get what I'm saying as far as, okay, it's one thing in a vlog to say, you know, this is all fake and whatnot. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, she's still an employee of WWE and she still has a job Yeah, it's to just do.
1: nobody's going to buy into what she's doing. Like, the, 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 what they're trying to sell that she's going rogue and, like, is going off script um, that's some WCW stuff. That's some that's some late WCW. Bill Goldberg. Wait, Goldberg. That wasn't supposed to happen. Kind of deal. Like that's some. It's it's not good to me. You could sell it to where where Bro. uh Ronda um, you know you could you could have her do her vlog and talk about how you know they they could just do it in a different way without she her. Just
0: vent and like yeah. You know, it's been a few months now, but looking back, I'm still very upset, hurt by the crowd a Survivor Series. Yeah. And I've never forgot that. It's been the back of my head. And just her opening up and says, you know what? I've come to realize I got to go out there for myself. And yeah.
1: I be- just think it was one thing on Twitter when they were going back and forth and sniping yes. at one another because that's the kind of thing that can make you believe, oh, wow, do they really have heat with one another? Are they actually pissed off at each well, other? What's to build like that? heat in 2019? Yes. But I just think they took it a little too far with the fake and like, this is fake stuff kind of deal. So. That that's just my opinion about it. Um, I think yeah, it certainly a it certainly people. has created a lot of buzz. So I guess that's really what you want anyway. So maybe the ends justify the means there. I don't necessarily agree with it. I wouldn't be surprised if whoever you know certain wrestling journalist sources are are feeding them info misinformation that Ronda is actually pissed off. Uh, at Becky Lynch for certain things like that's that's classic, uh, you know, sort of misdirection stuff to yeah. generate more buzz mm-hmm. uh, But let's get into fast lane proper okay. uh, the final pay-per-view before WrestleMania uh, Overall, what'd you think of the show? I Will
0: admit part of me was like, what's the point of this pay-per-view? I really feel like it's no pun intended a speed bump into the roads to WrestleMania because I really felt like they did such a great job with stuff kind of coming off of, of uh, Elimination chamber. I really like the idea Of Royal Rumble is the start to the road to WrestleMania and building up a new set of storylines going to WrestleMania. And then Elimination Chamber is like a second-tier pay-per-view to whatever they didn't get into at Royal Rumble. Elimination Chamber can... Uh, Finish that off I
1: I like Elimination Chambers the last one too because it can set Up whoever doesn't win the Royal Rumble In the title match it very logically Like okay so Rumble winner gets One if you if you're in a brand split Situation yes
0: that I was gonna say in a brand Split era that we're in Royal Rumble Can decide one number uh, The first number one Contender men and women And then the Elimination Chamber can set up The other one for the other title and Wherever show that is so like you know if a raw superstar like seth rollins won in this case
1: and it keeps it be awesome the champ match. out of the matches So that there's not gonna be last second tile changes unless that's something you wanted to do that year like, Yeah, so to me they f- did what when Bray Wyatt won the championship.
0: Yeah, so, so my only issue now is fast lane is like they spent all these weeks post-elimination chamber and leading up to um, so in between the time between elimination chamber and uh, uh, fast lane they spent all these weeks building up in between that pay-per-view. But the, my issue is, after Fastlane, now it feels like a little bit of a rush job leading up to WrestleMania. Which, it's like, you could easily done four to six weeks of building from Elimination Chamber yeah. to WrestleMania. Absolutely. But I feel like, okay, for the few weeks after Elimination Chamber, they'd set up all these storylines to get Fastlane done. Now that Fastlane's done, now they're doing a rush job getting to WrestleMania.
1: I I, I gotta say in terms of in-ring quality though I thought Fastlane was a very good show
0: It was still very entertaining overall as far as what they uh, uh, Achieved that night And they got a lot of stuff done for almost a near Four hours show Yeah, They covered a lot of ground but but overall I Like there was I think a lot of stuff That they got the, the matches Did a lot of great storytelling And I really enjoyed A lot of the stuff
1: And a very logical layout You know You yes. have the shield In the main event So everybody's getting The happy happy ending At the end Knowing that they were Going to run the DQ finish With Becky Lynch And Charlotte I, I'm I happy thought it was
0: Very smartly booked show WWE championship Was booked closer To the end of the pay-per-view Yeah that's what I'm happy with as well, and that
1: was a really, really fun, very yes. good match. Yes, and I, you know, I, I feel like they put Mustafa Ali in sort of an untenable position mm-hmm. because of given the groundswell for hashtag Kofi Mania. Yeah, in any other situation, he would have been really fun over surprise, but he fought through that, and I think really ended up getting the crowd on his side. I see nothing but gigantic things for Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. And if you told me that a year ago, I would have probably laughed in your face, not because of anything against Mustafa Ali, but just that. Is he going to really be able to force the company to believe in him? And I think he is proving a very strong yes Yes. on on that, which was cool to see. Um, You know, we all expected it with the Usos retaining and Shane and Miz with the... You want to talk about the pre-show?
0: With the split? We can talk about the pre-show. I mean, mean, just real quick, touch on it. It was kind of like a last-minute addition to the night as far as with the New Day taking on... Uh, Nakamura and Rusev.
1: Yeah, which, I mean we don't have to break down every match, but but, yeah, I just was say,
0: but the fact that the new day one and this is something you And I were talking about last night Rusev once again loses on a pay-per-view yeah.
1: and I heard a stat
0: at 17 pay-per-views in a row now that he's lost.
1: Yeah, I couldn't believe that when I heard that seems high. That's what I saw online but, uh, Understandable. I mean cuz you know Rusev what won the US title on a Smackdown. Yeah It's so all his big wins
0: of as of later. Yeah, or on just episodes of Smackdown.
1: Yeah, Interesting and poor Rusev in that regard But yeah, no, that was a good pre-show match Whatever the pre-show is, I still don't believe in it I'm a pre-show denier <laughs> uh, But in terms of the big angles from the night You you did have the Usos retaining And then Shane and Miz doing the inevitable split With Shane churning heel Which I think is what most people expected I'm still against it because I, Miz working as a babyface to me Okay, I, which, I'm not saying he's a bad babyface But he's one of the best heels in the business
0: Absolutely, I agree with you don't, I'm trying to be optimistic here Couple things one It's just something new For Miz to do so Maybe a quick It's a fresh start Something different For him to To do Because he's been a, a heel for A long time now So it's just something Different Just for You know Short term Maybe eventually He'll turn back heel Down the road At some point
1: Yeah I'm, li- I'm going to Throw a quote at you You like the movie Jurassic Park Baby Huey Yeah Dr. Ian Malcolm Jeff Goldblum Yeah You're So concerned With whether or not You could You didn't stop To think about Whether or not You should and that's sort of where I come down on this. I use that quote a lot in terms of things like this. So, yeah, Miz is a babyface. Yeah, I, I I didn't mean to cut you off. That. It's just he's such a great heel. I, I mean, it is you know Shane. I think pulled off the turn about as well as you could. Well, Evil, how long, Evil was, Shane? Well, this has been, been like a
0: long overdue because like the rumor was like back at Crown Jewel he was going to turn heel. So it's yeah. like four months in the making. Finally, it happens. My only one thing, my one issue, and. I don't know. Miss's dad <laughs> didn't really sell it. Like he's watching his son gain his ass kicked and he just stood there emotionless and just kept like turning his head like what?
1: Yeah. What? He- I would have sooner attacked Miz's dad. And yeah. let him out, too, you know? At least, yeah, throw a punch at his dad. Let Dude, his dad just fall down. Brutalize his dad. Chair shot his dad. Yeah. Like, just, like, that's what makes this really, like, personal, you but, know? Hit him with the camera, and hey, you can fake the heart attack like Jose Lothario, you know? But I'm saying, you know, Shane's beating up Miz,
0: and Miz's dad's just standing there like, oh, okay. Like, just not even selling it well, or doing it. He's never anything. been a
1: big Miz fan, to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, going I mean, through the storyline. I guess the
0: acting chops skip the generation. <laughs> but I'm just saying... Like he could have like, you know, at least like maybe attempted to run and stop him and then Shane pushed him or something just to At least by push him to the ground that could be a distraction why he's not like helping his son out
1: I I did like uh, I did like Shane on Smackdown and continuing to work the heels Mm -hmm. thing I thought that was a good good segment from Shane I liked him having the best in the world trophy out there Which if I mean if something good can come from that tire fire of a tournament uh, put it on the line at WrestleMania so we can get an actual real best in the world with who should have won which was the Miz Yes, like have that be up for grabs at WrestleMania hell put it in the ladder match If you want to do some type of stip to sort of hide Shane's shortcomings in the ring uh, That would be that would be fun hang that thing above the ring and have Miz finally become best in the world That would be kind of cool. It's just a little bit of a bummer just because Why why is
0: Shane on every WrestleMania now? I, I guess just- they think he's
1: a he, I, they think
0: he's a draw I just like I feel like. Well, last year we thought Miz. They know Bryan. he's gonna
1: do something crazy, you know, and everybody wants to see that. But the guy, Shane's what in his fifties now,
0: or just turned fifty? Looks good. Yeah, but it just I don't know. I just feel like could Miz have a better opponent? Lined Absolutely,
1: up? he could. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what they're going with. I mean, at least it's the McMahon. So for him, it's high it, profile. It's gonna be a very high profile match. Uh, I just. Yeah, it's not what I would have chosen for the Miz. You you what you and I wanted was Miz and Daniel Bryan yeah. with a ba- baby face Daniel Bryan finally achieving the dream mm. and everything, but they've gone in a in a different route uh there, which I think we will get an equally good WrestleMania moment with that anyway. Um we have the Kofi Kingston getting jerked around by Vince McMahon kind of deal. So this this has been a really interesting development over the last month or so with Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston. I think a match that none of us knew we wanted. Or thought was really on the radar At the expense of Mustafa Ali getting hurt Yes, now everybody clamoring for Which is really cool That the hashtag Kofi Mania Has been this organic out of nowhere storyline Like an uh, RKO Like an RKO And then with Vince getting involved so heavily now too It's very interesting I never thought in 2019 We'd have a Mr. McMahon feud And the main foil was Kofi Kingston It's very interesting uh, and so he screwed him over at Fastlane, made him think he was going to be in the triple threat for the title as a handicap match against the Bar, and rightfully Kofi lost. I hate because the you Bar. You think so? I the, thought he could have overcame the odds and win, and that. Could I, I, build- ha- I hate when they do that because the Bar are tag team specialists. They're one of the greatest tag teams in the world. You know, one guy beat him. Okay, I, that 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 craps all over the Bar. And look, I want Kofi to get his WrestleMania moment, but mm-hmm. I think it tells a more logical story and a better story. You can't have Kofi beat the Bar in that situation. Okay. Um, I was just kind of part of me was like he I hate win. handicap matches in general because yeah. they usually Go the other way with the guy that's you know on the Short end winning and it just doesn't
0: it, Logically
1: it, yeah. logically look at the Percentages and see how many times Do the, some Steiner the, math the per, yeah exactly and look At how many times that the person that's like On the short end actually wins the match unless Your name's Taz uh, during you know The invasion era and you have Shane and Booker T Beating poor Taz in a match on Smackdown I'm still Taz's love, man. Taz should be going to the WWE Hall of Fame too. It's ridiculous. We Taz was a killer. Maybe we could interview Taz. He was a killer.
0: Taz you buried him. Maybe we can interview Taz. Ridiculous. In New York City.
1: Guy should have been champion. Anyway, He's I digress. Champion. Yeah, no, but he should have. He should have been treated better in WWF, yeah. in my opinion. Got guy got screwed. Um, I popped so like because you know like when you're (laughs) you got so like little like things like uh, to really pop for so like when Taz got like a little bit of shine I was like dude this is like I would pop so hard like during that handicap match on SmackDown when he fought Triple H and he had the ECW title and Triple H was WWF champion and then they beat him and then they like had Steve Austin if I had one critique of Steve. Would be uh, you know him turning Taz Into the whipping boy of the alliance I hated That because Taz never got his wind like back There's like no point to it he just got abused Anyway like, that is like a whole nother Topic I like, I'm just we should do flashback Like throwback I, matches I'm the, just like Having PTSD here about Taz's like, oh dude back low
0: at 2001 Again um, <laughs> but, but anyway so Kofi where but, were we? oh, no. <laughs> Kofi game Crapped on by the bar
1: well I just Think it craps on the bar if, if Kofi Wins that okay. match uh, because They're not just two guys it's not like Baron Corbin and you know Whomever Lashley or McIntyre like the Bar has been a worldwide celebrated One of the greatest tag teams now yeah So you you can't really have that going I thought It was great though I thought the emotion was great with New Day Even though they were barred from ringside coming down And helping out their brother in arms there And then Rusev and uh, 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 Shinsuke Attack them and and I thought um, You know since we're talking About it I thought the follow-up on Smackdown Was really good uh, with with new day in the ring kind of speaking campaigning on behalf of yeah. kofi and then you know vince crapping all over them and that he doesn't deserve it and all this stuff and then kofi standing up for himself I thought that was all really good and really well done. I think I think um, in terms of I, I I think this hasn't couldn't have really played out any better in terms of what we're gonna get because I think it was very possible that They do kofi at fast lane Okay, daniel bryan wins and that's the end of kofi mania. Yeah, his time but is now done. with what they're doing they're I think there is a out. there is a very strong chance that kofi is winning at wrestlemania And we're getting that moment and I, I can't wait like that's like one of the number one things that I'm waiting for from wrestlemania weekend. I think you get again You get kofi and daniel bryan and for the wwe title and you you have the new day his his team Helping neutralize Rowan finally Kofi gets the win and it's a it's a three-man celebration lifting Kofi up after 11 long years I mean what a great pancakes. WrestleMania moment. Yeah pancakes for everybody um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you could have a big box of bootios descend from the rafters and you know All over the sprinkling crowd everybody in the crowd um, uh, But I, I honestly think that that would be one of the hugest moments of the night
0: the guy with the top hat comes out
1: Oh uh, booty Bootyworth, <laughs> booty worth, Yes, um I'm auditioning to be booty worth turbo Uh, but (laughs) but I go but but with
0: Fastlane itself so you're okay with What they did with Kofi that night as far as just continuing on building up the The moral support from the WWE universe for Kofi Kingston.
1: Yes, I think it made sense I I think and again when you look at what they did on Smackdown as well and now putting him in the gauntlet match situation
0: I I was gonna say I found this great photo online. That's what I was looking for a second ago uh Video game style Kofi versus oh, yeah, it's these- like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna post this on our
1: Instagram later Um, I think you know because the gauntlet match is what really started Kofi mania in general I know so, so I think it, I think it's a great circle back uh, with this Um, yeah, I, th- I thought I thought it was I thought it was great. How'd you um,
0: think Asuka's match was? That was fine. Yeah, I you know, it was finally she's got a win like she beat someone. Yeah
1: it, it was it was fine. I think it was good. For, I think it was more for Mandy Rose than it was for Oscar for her to be in that spot mm-hmm. uh, And I and I like the whole fire and desire push thing I hope they don't split them up sort of what they've been teasing with sort of uh, Sonia Deville Sort of costing uh, Mandy Rose her chance and I legit match.
0: thought she slipped like when I was watching. It was, it was well done. Oh great Like I thought oh crap, that's a botch But then the fact she won right after or lost right after she got rolled up. I was like, okay that's uh okay that was planned out But I legit thought she slipped at first I was like Damn that sucks
1: another angle looks like they're Building for WrestleMania post uh, Bailey and Sasha successfully defending their uh, Women's tag team titles we Had Beth Phoenix uh, getting Involved uh, and, and Natalia looking like we're building to some Type of tag situation with uh, Natalia and Beth and Tamina mm-hmm. And Nia Jax what do you think about that
0: I guess it's like a callback To their old little tag team uh, Years ago so it's like okay I, I just
1: what's you the think po- maybe we'll do like a three-way tag at many of them well, for the titles? I, I think
0: it'd be kinda cool if it's okay. So uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley, they, they appeared on Raw. They didn't appear at NXT. They have not appeared at SmackDown yet, as the iconics have been calling them out for it. I think it'd be kinda cool maybe they could do a fatal four way for the tag titles. Yeah. So uh, Bayley, Sasha representing Raw or come as far as Raw side. In the match to get a tag team from NXT, a tag team from SmackDown, and then maybe the fourth tag team can be a combination of something, maybe some WWE legends. Like, the rumor was maybe Lita and Trish come out. Yeah. Or maybe in this situation could be Beth and Natalya.
1: Yeah, I th- I just don't know what they're going to do Um with, with them in terms of I mean maybe they're in the they're in the battle royal and you get you get Beth going over or something like that or having a big spot with them in the battle royal mm-hmm. I don't know, but I mean wrestlemania is already going to be a very heavy card. Well, that, that that's why I was like why are they bring beth phoenix At all into
0: a new storyline. What's the point is 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 there enough room at wrestlemania to have them give them a match that gives them a proper amount of enough time on the bill that night? I just don't kind of see what's the value there. I like rather just focus on Sasha and Bailey and their current tag reign. Yeah. And,
1: and you know, I, w- I would be fine with it. It, it. You know, the old days, just like the independents still have, which we are greatly appreciative for, an intermission. Now, I don't know how you do that in the age of the network and stuff like that, but WrestleMania used to have an intermission. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the, with how long the shows are getting, they need one. We, oh, absolutely. And it's it's no knock on the quality of matches. It's just it's a long day. You're mm-hmm. you're I remember leaving WrestleMania X seven um when I was a kid, and that wasn't overly long, but I was a mark and I was a little kid. I expended so much adrenaline from my body. I was so excited. By the time we got back to the hotel, I felt sick. Like I was nauseous. Like I was so exhausted, like my whole body just felt like heavy. Um Would you go to X seven with my dad? Did he ask you you're gonna get sick? Uh, he did not ask me that. No, uh, but he did. He did sell his ringside chair, which I I forever give him crap about. What? I wish I had another one. Yeah, but he didn't want to deal with it on the plane. He was sick. Yeah, I was sick in my head. Uh, but yeah, it's already it's already bloating quite a bit. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, got the DQ victory over Charlotte because Ronda Rousey got involved and intentionally uh, got Charlotte disqualified. I know that
0: it, was well. It was weird. Uh, Corey Graves. I give him credit. At least he called out. Like ronda why are you doing that You're now why would you do the get involved now you have to take on Two people at wrestlemania I,
1: I like it the logic there the, the logic There is that pride comes before a fall The hubris of one ronda rousey Is that she wants to beat them Both and embarrass both of them So I get the logic from that perspective And it's a way to keep charlotte at least Looking relatively strong but from a strategy a One-legged but be- yeah but strategy She's saying strategy be damned I'm ronda rousey I'm gonna beat these two women and I can do it. And I'm not gonna even break a sweat So from a storyline aspect, I think it makes total sense because that's the character that Rhonda is if she was a more chicken Crap heel and stuff like that Like if this was like a mr Perfect or rick flair doing it that that would be very different but she is she is the dominant force kind of heel and she doesn't care She's mm-hmm. gonna, She's gonna beat them both because she hates them both and they both deserve a receipt for what they've done to her Yeah, so it makes sense from that aspect um, and you know again you didn't have a one-legged Becky Lynch beating Charlotte in the mm-hmm. lead-up to WrestleMania, so it keeps some intrigue going there. Okay. Uh, again, they're doing the triple threat, which I don't support, but if that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be, and I hope they tear the house down.
0: My only problem is I think with that DQ, do you think that's kind of cooling off Becky Lynch's run right now or, or popularity or, or her the momentum she has going right now? I,
1: I don't think that's what's cooling her off. I do think that... Uh, she's almost been a little oversaturated almost with just the length of time and sort of the start and stops with, is this match going to happen? I don't think did her any favors.
0: Well, okay, because where I'm coming from is, and I've seen some other people make this reference. Okay, if you're comparing Becky Lynch to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which I don't. But if, okay, if Stone Cold was in this situation, would he be coming out with a crutch for multiple weeks in a row? Would he be losing? It's a
1: different time, though. They're trying to sell it as a legit injury.
0: But what I'm saying is, like, Would Stone Cold lose uh, or get all his wins by DQs and so it just
1: he would be more of a badass in taking control of the situation and Flat out But I mean this was one match though Like she hasn't had a lot of matches and she's like been doing the whole thing She got arrested she's been going out there valiantly on one leg She won the Royal Rumble on one damn leg Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't think that I don't think that's cooled her off at all I do I think this was the greatest spot for no I think I think the thing that has cooled her off if at all Which I'm not saying that she has is the fact that they have sort of gone back and forth on if this match is gonna happen It's Mm -hmm. just been sort of sort of a convoluted situation Uh, I think that that's what I think. I I don't think the DQ hurts Becky Lynch really in that sense I think it just keeps Charlotte protected a little bit as a credible winner leading into WrestleMania Mm -hmm. which, Which I don't think she will be I mean, maybe they swerve us all and they have Charlotte Charlotte be the one you Know and really get her win. over as a heel, yeah. But I, I think, I think, I think Becky beats Rhonda straight up. I think Charlotte's on the outside of the ring for this, and yeah. So- I, I think, I think Rhonda's got to take the fall here, be it via submission or via pin.
0: Well, and she can't be quote undefeated forever. No, it, it, it's you know, you gotta bring her back down to reality, and I think that's why. I mean, well, that's why they're like doing all this stuff, like she's calling out everything's fake. So when she does eventually lose, I think that will get the fans that much more involved and excited to see this person who's crapping on the sport, the sports entertainment world that we love. And she's crapping on it. She finally gets her due and loses.
1: And make no mistake, Ronda does not actually dislike the wrestling industry. Correct. Yeah, yes. K fabe wise. Uh, we we talked about it already but we got the shield Getting the, the feel good win at the end of fast lane uh, I really loved the the Promo package they put together uh, Leading into this in terms of their reunion uh, They've sort of won me over With Dean rejoining I think they could have done it Better uh, and made it more You know uh, impactful And everything like that but for what it is uh, I'll, I'll give them a B Plus on it and you know I, I'm, I'm into It
0: yeah nothing's perfect I, I felt This was a very quickly thrown together Re <laughs> Uh, reunion and is what their third time reuniting. So I think it's kind of losing a little more steam and but it was just really interesting that the, the announcers all throughout the night it's the last time ever. So they're really beating it in our heads that Dean Ambrose is, is, leaving. is leaving. And so enjoy it while you can. But nonetheless for the match itself for being a three on three match it was still very entertaining. A lot of big spots there. loved how Seth and them went deep outside and through the crowd over by like the area where they do like the, the pre-show commentary. So I enjoyed all that and a lot of big spots. And of course, shield going over. It's like, who like, was there ever a chance that the shield was going to lose that night? No. no.
1: And nor, and nor should they again, it's the good feel good moment. Uh, they built on it on raw in terms of Roman, finally having a singles match and running the thing with uh, he and drew and, and having to, do the stoppage and, and, mm-hmm. and Roman all like uh, Disoriented concussed and whatever what have you and you know, it's funny as you get into those angles I, I wish I could I wish I could be there and be like, okay You guys got really plan out what you're gonna say more because it's like they always have like just like one line that They repeat over and over again. So you got Seth Rollins be like it's fine if you're not good It's fi-. like he just like keeps saying it over again It's like, you know, just have like a I love hearing Seth cuss though in the middle of the uh, towards it, the end Yeah, <laughs> just do that, so oh, Speaking of Seth, uh, what would you think about his uh, promo with Paul? On uh, on raw. I mean it, it
0: It was good for what it was I, I was a little surprised seeing Shelton Benjamin Come out and get involved.
1: All right P brand split.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's another thing. But For me, I kind of knew right away the connection there just because yeah. they go back to uh, Minnesota their college wrestling days Brock and Shelton and even they were a tag team in Ohio Valley wrestling So but it was just interesting like just out of nowhere. So is Shelton now a Paul Heyman
1: guy? I think if they had if they've if they've pulled the trigger on this a little sooner, I and you know they traded for Shelton Benjamin. I think it would be kind of cool as having Shelton as a proxy in the lead up to WrestleMania and doing that. You know, it's something something for Shelton to do in the high profile spot, Absolutely. which he's certainly deserving of. But it did feel kind of out of left field. I thought the promo was interesting uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, he buried some of Brock's op- like saying he annihilated Goldberg and stuff like that. Like, smaller guys, yeah. yeah. But like Goldberg, you know, beat Brock pretty handily a couple times too. So uh, there's some there's some sort of fake news intermixed there. But I did like the logic of being like, yeah, it seems like Brock struggles with guys that are my size, my speed, my build. And you know, I like that he said no disrespect to those guys, but they're not Seth freaking Rollins. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, even though. um He 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 conspicuously left John Cena out of his little thing because in terms of getting annihilated, Brock did annihilate John Cena in a super squash at SummerSlam. So that was tough to watch. I thought that was great, but he left. And I love John, but it was something different. Uh, So,
0: but nonetheless, I I think we're going to get a lot more of that Paul Heyman versus Seth Rollins promo style. As far as since Brock is making limited appearances. But actually, isn't he supposed to be coming? He's gonna have to make one more appearance on Raw before WrestleMania. The really, you never
1: it. know with old Brocky. Yeah, get yeah, your, get your money, pal.
0: But nonetheless, it was still. Anytime Paul Heyman's on the microphone, it's still very
1: entertaining. Absolutely. Um, so we had the podcast. We've already talked a few things on Raw. Uh, they were in Pittsburgh this week. We had Kurt Angle coming out announcing that he will be retiring after this year's WrestleMania from in-ring. Uh, competition. He had his farewell match in his hometown against Apollo Cruz, which you know I think the, I, I think I would have rather had Kurt go over Elias there in that situation in terms of that, or or even mm-hmm. have Elias go over to to further him. Um, Kurt with showing some emotion there it makes me sad. I hope they're not forcing him into retirement, though. Is my question because you know I think Kurt can still go, and well, I know they've sort of handled Kurt with some kid gloves. Uh, In terms of not wanting him because you know kurt doesn't really half-ass anything. They don't want him to get hurt They don't want him to struggle with any more painkiller issues or anything like that, but i'm gonna be bummed to For for kurt to be hanging it up because I think he's still got some stuff left in the tank
0: well I I just feel like his return to the ring was kind of Just thrown at him because he was gm of raw and then stephanie mcmahon, you know fired him or put him on leave And he was gone for a very long time and that's when we had baron corbin come in and Run the show for a few months And then when he came back There was no Authority role for him anymore since You know back in December the McMahons Took things back and no more GMs Him and Paige were relieved Of their duties so we're the
1: authority now Yeah so it, it just the only Even though mo- we clearly wanted Becky and Ronda And singles but they they didn't go with
0: that, but so the only logical thing for Kirk to do to keep earning a paycheck was just throw him back in the ring as a in wrestling again So that's why which I'm totally down for I prefer that Yeah, but it, it just for me. It was just kind of I don't know maybe because he he hasn't been wrestling consistently, but I guess what I'm getting at is I, I still But yes, I'm with you though. I, I am sad to see him go but I guess my question is, like, who does he go out with one last time?
1: Ba, ba, da, ba. Yeah. John Cena! Oh,
0: yeah, that was my immediate thought. It's like, okay, John Cena has nothing lined up for WrestleMania as we speak. And to come full circle. Ruthless
1: aggression moment. Absolutely. I, and plus, like you said, I mean, John should be in a high-profile match at WrestleMania. I, th- I hope he brings back the old haircut. But uh, I, I think that that's probably who would get the best match out of Kurt right now that's still wrestling. You could do John. You could do Taker. I, I want to see Angle and Cena.
0: Okay, but let me ask you this. You would think, okay, when someone's going out retiring, they got to put someone over, like a young talent.
1: In but, most cases, but, but... So
0: that's why I was like, why why John Cena, though? He doesn't need to be put over. He's already put over. He, well, maybe Angle wins. You think so? You're thinking that's... Like, okay, don't get me wrong. My number one choice is John Cena, and I think to come full circle with that episode of SmackDown, what was it, 15, 16 years ago... I'm all for that. But at the same time, as far as let's look at what the purpose in wrestling is, when you are retiring, you help the business out by putting the next generation over.
1: In most cases, yes.
0: But in this situation, you're okay with Kurt Angle putting over John Cena?
1: I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with John Cena putting over Kurt, uh, however they want to do it. I don't think this this is a, a situation in which that you want to have a— A high profile You're selling Wrestlemania here More than trying Need to make a future star Or whatever Same thing if they want to do Elias and Kurt at Wrestlemania That's fine too But you want to sell An attraction match Kurt Angle John Cena One last time Mm -hmm. Is a big match to sell Should they Do a surprise
0: And Kurt Angle's opponent Is a mystery Up until Wrestlemania day I wouldn't do that Or they announce it beforehand I
1: I would announce it beforehand And build it I think you could have some fun With Kurt and John And the lead up to it And everything like that I mean Ric Flair's career match They didn't have a young guy Go over You know Ric Flair They had Shawn Michaels uh, Retire him And that led into an angle With Batista You can You can You can have that angle uh, So to speak No pun intended If John If John beats Kurt At Wrestlemania You can do a similar thing Where somebody else Maybe is is pissed off That you know Like At John Like you couldn't Hold it back and let Kurt have the happy ending or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's there's lots of options that you can do there. I don't think it has to be okay. a young guy. I don't know if I don't know if there's a guy on the roster right now that would make sense with Kurt. So I think that's why a uh, uh, John Cena, Finn I mean, Balor. I mean, Cor- but but Balor's a face. And yeah. So I, I think Corbin would be, I guess, the only one. But they've already done that to death. I feel like anyway. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre comes to mind, but they already did that they on already, Raw. Yeah, they did in the already last beat him. Yeah, so. I I don't know Uh, other uh, some other things from raw that I mean we've already talked about Triple H and Dave and stuff like that Uh, Braun Strowman went full Street Fighter on a car outside that was a gift to him from the uh, weekend update guys from SNL I'm not the hugest fan of what they're doing with Braun WrestleMania I guess he's just gonna be doing comedy stuff with the guys from SNL at WrestleMania
0: Do you think he'll appear on SNL the night
1: before? Maybe like, that would that would be at least something for Braun because that's the kind of stuff he should be doing He should be one of the big public faces of the company, so i'm happy for him in that sense but but yeah at the, as of
0: this moment Is he gonna be just in a comedic segment with those snl that's, guys? That's what it's looking
1: like and so again, second that year is, in a row it, and I say third year in a row. Yeah, uh I mean that is a high-profile spot because of the you know, wwe loves their celebrities, especially at wrestlemania so I'm sure I think, NBC. I think people would argue at WWE that this is hey these are this the, the high-profile people that we're featuring at WrestleMania and we're putting them with Braun So that's a big spot for Braun. I get that But it's still sort of lackluster. Yeah, I'm
0: with you. I, I want Braun to be in a high significant few uh, a feud going into WrestleMania and so it just sucks that there's nothing lined up for him and as of this moment, what can they possibly do the fact that he gave him that car segment being up the car? It's obvious that it's a continuation from the week before so it's like It's getting pretty close down to the wire unless you throw something last minute, but you're They're gonna it would not make sense to throw something at him this late now a new opponent when he's already been investing all this time with the SNL guys. Yeah, you may, that maybe, off, maybe he Benini. chases
1: the SNL guys out during the Andre Memorial Battle Royal, and they run into the ring, and Braun just tosses whoever's left and wins the damn Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I don't know. Yeah, um, that. But that's looking like I, I don't know. They at least. Yeah, I don't know what kind of throwaway match you're going to give him at this point. So so I guess this is about as high-profile a position as he's going to get. Well,
0: it just goes back to, like, us, how frustrated we are. He, they should have pulled the trigger months ago from the to be universal champion.
1: Yeah, he's been very mishandled, unfortunately. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to be the host of WrestleMania. That move your needles at all? At least it's something for her to do? <laughs> well, I was
0: gonna say. something else we got me moving. I mean... <laughs> I'm a hot blooded young man. So of course anytime Lexa Bliss is on the screen, I'm I'm all for it, excited. But um what's the hosting role actually do? I mean we've seen in the past, I mean they make a couple appearances throughout the night. And yeah, I mean at least New Day had some fun with it coming out in the beginning. Uh, didn't they have the big box of bootios? Fall, or was that a separate WrestleMania? that's that
1: separate one. But at least they they had brought the Hardys but Yeah, they brought
0: the Hardys. That was pretty damn awesome. So as far as the hosting role, that could be very cool. But could she? What can she do?
1: That well, really it's stands out. Difficult for her as a heel too. Yeah. Although she's been kind of a tweener, I feel like. But she definitely put herself over as a heel. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with this, uh. But. It's something for Alexa to do I guess she's not really ready Yeah because I thought she came back Already right from a
0: concussion but I guess it's, yeah. Is it still that bad that she needs to sit out
1: Yeah I I, I don't know yeah. um, I
0: mean I, I know everyone heals differently And reacts differently to concussions And uh, move on from that So I, I, I mean I definitely want her to be healthy And of course. take as much time needed To get better But at the same time I just don't know what can she do Hosting wise that would be Oh my god that was so entertaining to watch
1: uh, so that was fast lane and the fallout on Raw and SmackDown. Oh, I guess we uh, we talked about SmackDown a little bit because we we talked about Evil Shane. We talked about <laughs> Vince and Kofi. Yes. Uh, one of the matches that I am very invested in that we got a great segment for on SmackDown was AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I thought Randy Orton cut a hell of a promo, and I thought AJ Styles went toe to toe with him right back. I've I've really liked the whole the whole build to this. It's sort of. Seemed, you know, kind of random at first, uh, but they've, they've got me sold. The only thing missing from this is there hasn't really been a follow-up from Vince in terms of wanting to see, like, that animalistic side of AJ Styles. It seems like they kind of abandoned that with his involvement with Kofi, but uh, I'm I'm into this feud. I'm into this match. Yeah,
0: while I think it's a little bit repetitive on Randy Orton's part for the material he's using, he's done it before, calling out guys as indie guys and didn't and come up. He's used that before saying, like, you know, he's been with WWE since, what, he was, like, 18, 19. So he's definitely homegrown WWE product from day one. And he's always used that as his crutch to explain why he's better than someone else who maybe just joined the company within the last few years. But in this situation, it does seem a little refreshing. Like I said, even though he's used this kind of strategy in the past for promos and stuff, this time around, it was exciting and compelling just them going back and forth calling calling each other out it's very much like you know any hardcore WWE fan going up against someone who maybe doesn't watch WWE as much anymore like the wrestling fans going back and forth on why what what the type of wrestling they watch is better than someone else's
1: it plays very nicely into what Randy Orton got into hot water amongst the internet wrestling community for about you know the whole dive comments and stuff like that so I think I think without Hanging a light on that. That's what they're doing here. And you know, I, I I've I've really enjoyed Randy's, you know uh, Prickish comments, you know, no wonder it took you 15 years to get here and all that stuff and uh, I think that They can have a really badass show-stealing match together. I'm a big Randy Orton fan. I'm a huge AJ Styles fan uh, So <laughs> I think I am really I'm into this is a WrestleMania quality feud WrestleMania quality match
0: I mean, they're two of the biggest names in the last 15 plus years as us as wrestling fans Depending on what how long you follow WWE But these are two of the most recognizable names On that card And that could be like a really As you say, uh, underrated Or uh, a sleeper Match of the night candidate right there I think a lot of attention might be on Becky Batista uh, You know, the tag titles Universal That match could secretly or sneak up on us As like the wowser for the night Really could stand out Yeah And I just love like the the material that they brought up in in the promo this week, as far as kind of breaking that fourth wall, acknowledging Dixie Carter, Diamond Cutter. I was
1: waiting for the Dixie Carter. I knew he was going to do it. I was waiting to when he was going to name drop. I love that. Just it's like for any. I I love when they
0: acknowledge stuff, maybe outside WWE and like acknowledging someone's history. Yeah. Like let's be real. Not everyone spent their whole career with WWE. They have plenty of accomplishments in other parts of the world, uh, uh, promotions. So I, I'm always I think it's a little cool where they break that fourth yeah. wall down and acknowledge that stuff. I'll
1: never forget when like Matt Hardy was doing did his return in the feud with Edge and he he started yelling Ring of Honor R O H and stuff like that. I was like, oh my god, like yeah, was, you didn't really see that then.
0: Yeah, but I love this. It. I love you know just AJ Styles calling out Randy Orton says you know you've had it really nice your whole time here in WWE while I had to go, bust my ass in other parts of the world and he's like. You would not last in my shoes and what I've been through. So I think it's just it's really cool. It's it's um what do you call it? It's um two I wanna say like social classes, but it repre- they both represent different uh paths you could take in a wrestling career. And I think it really brings out two different fans. If you're a fan of Randy Orton the whole time and just coming up in the WWE system all the way, and AJ, who had to go pay his dues and other parts of the promotion. So it just i it's really engaging i'm really for this match and i'm really excited it, it just like you said the diamond cutter reference the his
1: pose yeah, reference diamond cutter reference Was a plus i love that it's like yeah i love that i'm
0: like uh, that's yeah. true and then um but even him stealing you know the two sweet which-
1: that also was amazing because that doesn't get enough play that you know the click started that thing
0: yeah, well, yeah, even NWO and the Bullet Club. They didn't Club. start it though. I know, but I
1: mean, at least but NWO him, ripped it off, and the Bullet Club ripped it off. Exactly,
0: I, I I know that, but I'm just saying it's cool that they're winking at the Bullet Club. Yeah, or at least Randy is with that. So I think that's like it's cool. It just it shows just how popular the other other wrestling promotions are in around the world.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all in for that. Uh, before we go. It is a holiday today, as you are listening to this. It's not St. Patrick's Day. You want
0: to talk about NXT real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I I, I know the holidays, all that stuff, but just it was kind of a, a very important episode of NXT. <laughs> we can touch on it real quick because there was like one major spot.
1: Yeah. So NXT with the injury to Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Uh, they had to deal with that on this week's episode of NXT, and mm-hmm. uh, we got the sort of payoff to. Uh, Johnny Gargano and, and Champa's thing they lost in the Dusty Classic uh, walking up the ramp uh, Ch- you know, Champa was trying to hold up Gargano who was injured or so it would appear uh, And then tried to do what he did to him after NXT TakeOver Chicago Which is to LED board him up at the top of the stage Gargano block, big grin like I was never hurt at all I was just playing possum and then threw Champa in and super kicked him uh, with a Candice LeRae looking on very pleased and him saying Johnny wrestling is back um, I, I guess that's as good as we could hope for uh, In terms of the injury in light of the injury and stuff like that But to me this will always be looked at as Something that had to be rushed and a big what-if mm-hmm. uh, Because of the injury one of the most unfortunate injuries in recent memory in terms of uh, A storyline obviously the more important thing is that Champa comes back fully healthy um, But what did you think?
0: For right now, I, I think I assume that angle originally was set up to Reignite their rivalry and set up for takeover in New York City That's what I saw that originally but also now it can be used as a tool to write them off So you can go actually deal with the surgery Didn't
1: Beat them down nearly enough to write them off. I thought though, which was true. interesting to me true And I think if if I remember
0: correctly that was filmed A couple weeks before the actual announcement of him having the neck surgery and stuff. So I think the original intention of that spot was to, like I said, reestablish the rivalry. And then maybe on the next set of tapings, establishing them going one-on-one. And finally, one last match to settle it all at TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. But now, because of the actual real-life situation involving Ciampa and his neck surgery, they can use that as a way to write him off for for the next few months,
1: yeah, and Triple H uh, said that he will deal with NXT Championship on this coming episode of NXT. Um, it just, but I'm with
0: you. No, it, it it's not satisfying for what we want, and considering it
1: just was so needless to the route that they took. Anyway, was already a tight wire walk to make people buy into it with having Johnny going part and parcel along with with Tommaso Ciampa. What the plan was for him to oh churn back on him At the Dusty Rhodes classic. Like
0: still unsatisfying even then. I, I'm with you. It was it's not satisfying to the fullest for what we want. But at least for right now, at least they had that on tape. That was filmed and they couldn't use it. Yeah, to, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. They could have won that night, and then the following week they announced, oh, uh, we, we, he has to relinquish the title And then we're really screwed in It really screws up the canon At least they can use it to their advantage for for canon purpose
1: and I mean the crowd was eating it up They were chanting Johnny Wrestling Which of course I love to see I, I sort of hate how over Johnny Failure got with the crowd I thought mm-hmm. that was I thought that was a, a dangerous sort of seed To plant in the crowd in general from the beginning Uh Because it's very rare to have such a natural baby face like Johnny Gargano which is why I didn't think that you should have pissed him away in this tweener and it wasn't even a tweener role by the end he was very heelish exactly Uh, and, and that was they didn't do enough with like conflicted Gargano it was like he wasn't conflicted so much as he was just doing bad things yes. And and I guess that's that's where my sort of critique of this whole storyline comes in is they didn't do a good enough job turmoil Yes, it it wasn't like they were trying to sell it as turmoil, but he was just doing the wrong thing Yeah Um, And that that was problematic for me because obviously they're gonna boo him and stuff like that And you're pissing away one of your most natural baby faces and even this sort of a heelish move Considering what we know as fans are like well, champ is hurt <laughs> you know, Like he's not gonna be coming back and like when champa does come back is champa gonna be the baby face like because <laughs> By and large when people return that's the case yeah. um, I hope not and I hope we maybe get the payoff then to this when champa finally does come back at wrestlemania next year And that's the natural sort of payoff to this feud. Yeah, we'll so, see
0: But but what i'm saying is at least for nxt's purpose They are lucky that they have this filmed and they can easily
1: yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been. Worse. We could
0: have had nothing. They could have won, and then yeah, all of a sudden they got quickly make up a new storyline. Like, oh, okay, well, they can't compete anymore as a tag team. Let's find some two other guys to take their spots. And it just seems really messy and just not natural and just thrown together last minute. At least this, like I said, they can use it for storyline purpose and staying somewhat in canon. But like the intention, the end game was supposed to be something different. But at least it could be used in a different route and still. Make a little sense moving forward. Yeah,
1: it so just you, t- you can write them off easily now. Yeah, it's just missed opportunities, big what if, a big Daryl Strawberry kind of sort of storyline there with, with them. Unfortunate, but you know, best wishes to Tommaso Champa in his recovery. Um, as I alluded to before, yes, we did good catch by you. We did need to talk about that. Our guys from DIY, both uh, friend of the show. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it is a holiday, and if you're listening to this a day late, uh, you. No, not St. Patrick's Day. It is the biggest holiday in March, for my estimation. It is Austin 316 Day. What? I said it's Austin 316 Day. What? I said we should celebrate. What? I said we should get some beers. What? We should get some tequila. Okay, let's stop. (laughs) I'm like, after four ones, it's like, okay, stop. (laughs) What? Wow. (laughs) Uh, but no, it is it is March 16th, Austin 316 day, which a momentous occasion if you are a pro wrestling fan or a fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So want to end today just uh, talking briefly about some of our favorite uh, moments from Stone Cold, Austin 316's career and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of the best moments of the Attitude Era, Attitude Era obviously coming from Stone Cold. Uh, there's there's no doubt about no doubt about that He was the Hulk Hogan of you know The attitude era in that regard And I always it, it's funny I You know people will sometimes argue about Who is the bigger star Austin or Rock And in my estimation you know Obviously the Rocks had a much bigger movie career And everything mm-hmm. like that and been a more transcendent Superstar outside of wrestling yeah. But in those arenas and in between Those ropes from bell to bell Like to me stone Cold is the biggest thing that we've gotten Since Hulk Hogan uh, in terms of popularity and just You know that sort of megastar I think he was bigger Than the rock um, And I don't mean that as at, at all a Besmirchment of of the rock we love The rock but to me There is no super Raging popularity To the level that the rock got without stone cold
0: Yeah I was gonna say I think stone cold very much Pushed the rock And Both of them appealed to different demographics And types of fans out there and they both played valuable roles as far as, and I will say this, like post Shawn Michaels taking time off for a few years with his back and stuff. Those two guys very much carried the company after Shawn Michaels because very much so like the new generation era post Hulk Hogan leading yeah. and all that. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, those were like the two main guys as far as the early mid-90s, even the beginning of the late 90s run. Shawn Michaels and were the face but unfortunately Shawn michaels injury stone Cold and the rock very much took advantage of the opportunity yeah. and kept things going and really helped wwf at the time take over and outdo wcw
1: and i mean and who's to say what would have happened with you know hbk or brett if they'd stayed in the company during mm-hmm. the height of the attitude Era, Especially with sean's personality and him being sort of the catalyst for the attitude era to begin with with dx and just his whole Actual sort of issues playing out on screen um but, you know, Austin 316 day We got to talk about some of our favorite moments so One of the ones that jumped to mind to me And I, I was I was stoked This is one of my favorite things I got to see At my very first uh, Fan Access Because I didn't go to Fan Access at WrestleMania 2000 I'm not even sure if they had it then But at X7, they had Mr. Man's corvette that stone cold pour the cement in and I thought that was just the coolest thing in the world that they still had that. It was probably right before I met gilberg who I was also stoked to meet at the time the very first pro wrestler I met in person Dwayne gill gilberg, uh, but the the cement filled Uh corvette was one of my favorite austin 316 moments uh, I just thought that was uh, that was a hilarious thing vince's reaction to You know god the pairing between them I mean Yes, I mean, God, it can't be stated enough. I don't know where, like, where to begin. Like, there's so many
0: things I can quickly just run down mental is. I mean, you, you and I, we always have fun with each other as far as, like, WrestleMania 14. But, yeah,
1: the but, Austin era beginning was huge. And I think that match, like, is underrated. Like, both Sean and Steve talk about that they could have had a better match. But I actually think that that was a really fun, really good title match. Mike Tyson's involvement. That was huge. But the buildup. Yeah that it was match. tremendous I love Remember
0: they actually had Press conference like, yeah. like boxing style Or I guess even today MMA
1: They were they would do that though For Wrestlemania's at the time
0: But, but I just I remember at that time Both of them sitting You know There's a pedestal In the middle the microphone Each of them sitting Taking turns to speak And then Mike Tyson Was there I kind of missed that And that's definitely Something I, I do love About like even New Japan Pro Wrestling Where they kind of do that Yeah Consistently to this day But I miss that I love seeing Sean You know sitting there with the title stone cold on the other side And they're going back and forth and
1: had a little shove match and all that stuff I I love all that um, the Tyson God. stuff to, in the lead up to that was my favorite. Part yes, because Mike Tyson and, was such a huge star at the time, and it just was—you know—DX was probably as hot as they'd ever been. And Tyson just out of
0: prison, if I remember correctly, right? He just got out of prison. Yeah, him and, and Nails,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Big Boss Man finally let him out. Okay. But no, that that was huge. Uh, and and I, I just again, I think that that match gets undersold. And Jr. on the call of that match, and the Austin era has begun. Was was great I, I guess okay
0: I'll try like. Let me run down like a quick little mentalist that's coming To me is one that I think doesn't get Talked about enough is his famous Infamous promo in ECW back when He still had like the yeah. blonde hair And I always love hearing Paul Heyman describe The I guess The situation at the Time what led to that moment I guess uh, It was right after he got let go from WCW he was in ECW really It was really a short uh, time, their stint there, but literally they recorded. Well,
1: if, if you believe what uh, people that were producers and agents for WWF at the time said, so they always knew they were bringing Steve in. And they were just letting him sort of, you know, heal up And get his bearings And he snow Because they had that sort of working relationship yeah. with EC Dub Like yeah, a minor league right. system? Sort of a feeder system, yeah. yeah, kind of deal You know, and it, it would help Paulie And it, it helped the WWF But you're right, Paulie had the famous line in, in, in WWF When he was feuding And they were sort of doing the, um, the one-night stand oh, I guess pre-one-night stand When he was feuding with Vince during mm-hmm. the invasion Talking about how, you know, most of the ideas that Vince stole were mine He's like, because when, <laughs> uh, you know Steve Austin was cracking his first beer in ECW and stuff like that, kind of deal.
0: But th- that night, it was I guess recorded like in the middle of night, three, four a.m. in the morning. It was at Holiday Inn or some some hotel,
1: yeah, Paris Hilton level of quality.
0: <laughs> yeah, but literally, uh, I guess Paul Heyman wanted Stone Cold to record a promo, and this is before he was Stone Cold. He was still had the long blonde hair and everything, yeah. and literally he said, "Just vent to me, what's on your mind right now? What's going yeah. through your head? Knock. Yeah, what's going on?" And now. It's him, you know, middle of the Knight, kind of just, I don't know if he was running on fumes, whatever, but just him venting, opening up one of the greatest promos. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and stuff, but watch it. That's really kind of him showing his mic skills or his promo skills. And I, I always loved that because that was like the early incarnation of what Stone Cold came to be.
1: Steve owes a big, big thank you to the podcast for which we sort of in homage have named. He owes a big thank you to the click. The birth of Austin 316 Because prior to the curtain call mm-hmm. In Madison Square Garden the plan At the 96 king of the ring was For Triple H to win it oh but yes, because yeah Because Triple H had to bear the full Nuclear heat <laughs> That came out of the, the curtain call They went a different direction they had They had Steve win it and uh, Austin 316 was born And thank you to Doc Hendricks because apparently Great when, reaction
0: <laughs> well when Stone Cold Left that night to get stitches Came back Doc Hendricks supposedly told him Jake the Snake's been kind of doing these like Bible verses. Or, yeah, exactly. Or, or Let him know
1: what was going on. And so that's where Steve Take ups to Michael P.S. Hayes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, it's, but th- I mean that promo, obviously one of the most iconic in wrestling history. But that classic Austin three sixteen t shirt mm-hmm. is is one of the all time best. I saw a kid uh, getting off a bus just the other day wearing it, and like, I was like, dude, it's just one of the most enduring. Uh, it's simple in its design, yeah. but it's beautiful in its simplicity. That's they got the Becky Lynch, the Man shirt going. This sort of similar styled right now.
0: It, one that wasn't like didn't last too long. I was always a big fan of DTA. Don't trust anybody. I,
1: I like DTA too, but that uh, that original Austin three sixteen t shirt. I think uh, when it's all said and done, might be the number one t shirt in the history of pro wrestling. And it's one of those things that you know I grew up in a, a Christian household and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and that was. You know you gotta gotta go in the way back machine To when he first did that it was a different Time yeah and Crapping and turning a bible verse on Its head like that with profanity Was very edgy and controversial For the time people might not bat an eye At it today because there's a lot more mainstream stuff That does that Mm -hmm. but that was very Edgy at the time and but and Damn it got over and, and just immediately next night on Rob everybody had an Austin 316 sign yeah and, and I'm just thinking like other big stone cold Moments
0: is definitely when he I get you oh know, it was very quick but when he came as The ringmaster Ted DiBiase brought him in as his next protege I know it was Super quick didn't last that long but I remember when he came he had the really Short buzz cut the blonde hair he got the the million the dollar belt, but then it Quickly disappeared fast and uh, You know
1: it's funny The ringmaster name and stuff like that's not Great and everything like that but I do Like the idea of having a million dollar champion And (laughs) kind kind of like an Anointed one from Ted DiBiase because I I think they could have utilized Ted more in in that role Being like that heel manager after his wrestling days were done And having a million dollar champion I thought was pretty cool
0: Well, I guess then he quickly left, went to NWO Was their financial
1: backer in the NWO Yes, billionaire Ted Yes,
0: billionaire Ted, yeah But but with Stone Cold also, it's as far as I mean, of course, the main thing was him and Vince McMahon All those moments just Brian Pillman, like, he's got a gun Like that whole, that whole Brian Pillman rivalry was very legendary, and it's unfortunate that you know Brian Pillman passed away at such a young age. What else could have happened with them? Uh, but real talk, you know they were friends, and so yeah. just great, great ha- friends. And then another thing, I always you
1: know Stone Cold Undertaker hanging them. Uh, you know, oh, on, the, on the Undertaker symbol. Yes, you know, it, you know, breaking bottom. up the the unholy wedding between Undertaker and Stephanie McMahon. You know, that was that was that was a cool segment. My shout out to my guy Ken Shamrock for trying to break it up first, but he was unsuccessful. Uh, that that was a great moment. Uh, and his feud with the Undertaker really isn't talked about as much as it should. They had some great matches. They had some high profile matches. Uh, he definitely was a great uh, foil for the Dead Man. Linda McMahon taking the, the, the stunner and how bad she Duke. was. President Donald Trump taking the stunner. I was there in Detroit. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Stone Cold stunned a president. So not many people could say that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but hilarious. Hilarious. He was your
0: special guest referee, referee that night yes. with Bobby Lashley and a, uh, oh,
1: uh, I, I will always think about and we're, we're not going to run through all of all of them, but um, you know Because there's you can just go on YouTube and look up Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. You'll find the Zamboni stuff I, I yeah. think the most iconic sort of Segment that Stone Cold had in terms of things like that was the beer truck though Yes, that, that that one I think will be the most enduring because it even got parodied years later by Kurt Angle with the milk truck and stuff like that But Stone Cold with the beer truck uh, Spraying down, you know the McMahon's and everything like that That. That one will live forever And
0: I love his personalized title belt The rattlesnake Smoking belt Smoking skull belt Dude, yeah dude, I love that Like That was cool That was cool like, you know, it's, And even like his theme song I, I really like the Disturb cover Of his theme song I liked
1: it too But I always love the
0: original I best I know But for a while When they had the Disturbed one and Or
1: I should say the classic one best Exactly
0: But you know Disturb cover for a while It was pretty bad Especially at the time How popular Disturb was So it like had this big rock new metal uh heavy metal band covering his song was really cool even though i know you're not a fan of the alliance version
1: or the alliance no the alliance theme sucked yeah it was i don't know that was was, trash and then and him being i'll say this in terms of my maybe my all-time favorite steve austin moment uh was when uh because so i was at act seven and i think i've talked about this on the show before like I didn't care what steve had to do to beat the rock that night and I love the rock, but I but to me It was like well steve should win this because like Mm -hmm. steve's the guy, you know And I hated that he joined with vince mcmahon, but in that moment. I was like, oh well He'll stun him on raw anyway, and it'll just be a big swerve anyhow I didn't like that. They kept him with vince but maybe my favorite stone-cold moment in spite of the fact that I don't think it was a good heel churn But it's still your turn and your turn steve and and I just I wouldn't have done it um But coming out of that, they had an opportunity to make it right. And Mm -hmm. maybe my all-time favorite Austin segment uh, was the week after Vince pleading with Stone Cold that I need the old Stone Cold. Give me a stunner, damn it! You know, wanting the old Steve Austin to combat the alliance. And Steve just saying, you know, like not even saying it, but walking away as if that guy doesn't, that guy don't work here no more like he doesn't exist. You know, like I was, I say that after I have too many drinks and somebody tries to tell me like what I did. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't work here anymore. Guy's gone. Forget about him. I'm sorry for what he did, but that ain't me. Um, but the week after, you know, Steve at the bar dejected Downhearted, depressed. You know he doesn't doesn't have the the insides anymore to muster up that old Stone Cold, and the WWF is going to die. You had the Undertaker give that promo in the back. It's like you know, like we got you know have to fight for what we have here. You know the people that aren't going to turn tail and run, and the Alliance is killing the WWF. It, it's just if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it recently, go back and watch it because it's Stone Cold at the billiard table, it, like out and you know he's been downhearted the whole night. He's been drinking beers. He throws the starts throwing the billiard balls breaks the pool cue storms out and like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I was like
0: I'm gonna when I post this episode on the website I'm gonna embed that video. because
1: It's it is one of those it was Classic Austin pop. Yeah, and and it was It could have been such a great resurrection of the character because he comes in and he destroys the whole alliance and it just that was quintessential Stone Cold Steve Austin magic right there, and then they turn it on its head and they have him join with the alliance (sighs) That sucks. I know that that was such a bad call, but man that moment That's one of my all-time favorite stone cold stone cold moments.
0: I will say this. I I think also from I I know for me for me I guess the biggest takeaway. I'll get always from stone Cold's time in the WWE is Every Monday was must-see TV Yes,
1: it was raw It, it was lived raw. up to the name of that show
0: I mean, the beginning, openings you know, the, the the production, the little intro Stone Cold walking through the warehouse yeah. yeah, and
1: and you just, like you said You didn't know where it was going to go Like, everything feels so on rails today and But just, with Steve, anything was
0: possible Well, let's look at back at, just real quick That, that, that time, the, the 90s, mid to late 90s You know, this is before we had the internet Before we had social media the only stuff, the only wrestling that we got was tuning in every week. And then after that, it was like, man, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, all sucked because there's no wrestling. Yeah. It was just counting down the days until next Monday. But it was
1: great at school talking about it. Absolutely.
0: I I, I I remember the Kid Wyatt. I was in middle school. And every every t- every Tuesday, what, what? not Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. No. But every Tuesday, we talk about what happened the night before. And so what I'm getting at is – it was must see TV. As far as you had to tune in every Monday. There was no DVRs. There was no replays or or ep- there was no network or clips on YouTube. There was none of that. At best, you would set your VCR yes. and record on VHS tape. But other than that, you had to watch it live. Yeah. And that was it. And then you had to wait another week later. And you you would talk a bunch of friends. I guess they actually had actual dirt sheets you can read. But for me, my only. Way of absorbing wrestling was to Watch it every week and every week you did not know What was stone cold going to do this week How he's going to piss off Vince McMahon or Get at Vince McMahon somehow or who who Who's his next opponent he was Going to take out yeah that's what I mean It's just like every week you had to tune in To see what was stone cold going to do next That element of surprise that's why I miss about Wrestling today and granted you know hey It's 2019 we live in social media world There WWE has evolved to match with the times. You have to, as far as putting stuff on social media, behind-the-scenes videos, uh, everyone having their own personal accounts and posting stuff, you know, which many can argue that's what ruined kayfabe. But nonetheless, I'm just saying, Stone Cold, what he did was the perfect, it was at the right time because of what the era still represented, what wrestling represented at the time, and how it was delivered to us and how we absorbed it.
1: Yeah, no doubt a quick quick aside about the VCR thing which you're right because you know I used to record you know all the pay-per-views and the raws and stuff like that and what little of nitro I would you know if I had to conflict and stuff like that, but I remember I'd record an ECW pay-per-view And I'd specifically recorded for my friend Nick who wasn't able to come over and watch it live but Damn it, that next night on Raw, uh, I hear the distinctive free, you know, first little beats of Shawn Michaels theme song And he hadn't been seen on TV for a long time, even as commissioner So I just hit record right away, and I had to tell Nick, that I was like, yeah, so about the uh, the tape Because I'm like popping off the walls, I remember I remember my dad was at work and I even called my dad, we're like, you won't believe who's back on Raw, Shawn Michaels um, And like, so like, I'm like bouncing off the walls, like going crazy And I had to tell Nick, that, so yeah, so about that, um ECW thing right right in the middle Might be recorded over Some of it
0: he was not pleased Wait, So how okay VHS tapes normally you can my, I always set the setting to six hours uh, So ECW pay-per-view I think I, just, I hit
1: record right then though wherever it was on in the tape because I think okay. i had watched it back Okay, and so, so, you it, b- yeah. okay. so I, I just, would think it
0: was, I, it's no, I just hit record right.
1: in, like recording
0: afterwards yeah. No,
1: it wasn't though. So You must
0: have went back and watched a little bit yeah, of it. I did. Okay. Yeah, okay That's what I'm saying. So sorry about that, but I, w- I was I was marking out man I'm just saying for six hours you can easily get an ECW pay-per-view and an episode of raw yeah, I probably had a
1: bunch of other stuff on that tape too okay. already at that point in time. Who knows? uh but one one other thing that we we got to mention before we go that was certainly a favor of yours and mine and really big favor of uh, my dad and my whole family but uh, I'll take it from here nurse when when Steve <laughs> attacked Vince McMahon in the hospital the most iconic moment hitting Vince over the head with the bedpan uh, just incredible incredible stuff that they they did uh, I love his beer too yeah hey the, the Steve this what is it the uh, um, a broken skull IPA. Yeah. It is a good beer. Yeah. I'll I, I give them crap Dude, for that. we got to get, get more of that up here. Yeah, we should. We should have one of those every show. We should just get a big case. I'm and, all for and, that. You know, open one up and open up a can, as it were, although I think it's only in bottles. <laughs> but,
0: uh, but no, I, I I will say this. Like you said, Stone Cold, it's just, like, I, I I I miss that era of watching wrestling as far as I used to come home and I would do my vocab. I remember sitting and do my vocab homework watching Nitro because we used to get the the East Coast feed. Ah,
1: vocab homework. Yeah. I know, dude.
0: Shows They used to
1: make us have to learn how to speak good. I know.
0: <laughs> but I remember, you know, Nitro would come on 5 o'clock here because of East Coast times. So I would watch at TNT, and then when it was done, I would flip over to Raw. So I was able to watch both without no interference or crossover. Yeah. So it was, like I said, I would watch Nitro, see what the NWO is doing, and i flip it over to USA and see what was Stone Cold going to do that night. Yeah. And so I missed that, like – must see TV from both promotions. Having two promotions like that, as far as literally it was like five hours of wrestling every Monday because Nitro went to three hours if I remember correctly. Yes, right? Yes, it did. Yep. Did. So yeah, right. Eventually
1: anyway. did. So I'd catch like the first hour of Nitro and then flip over to
0: WWE. Yeah. So, but like I said, that's what I miss about Raw as far as that element of surprise. You never knew what was going to happen. You had to tune in and watch what was Stone Cold going to do.
1: Yeah, Steve was such a unstoppable part of that. It was. I mean, it was the tale as old as time. It was it was what people wanted to see. You know, you come. The people have talked about this to death, but it's that that worker that hates his boss. It's like it was it was people getting to live the ultimate fantasy of being able to flip off your boss and and kick his ass. You know, and Vince he, Vince deserves a lot of credit for for just that Mr. McMahon character and everything like that. But um, real quick before we before we finish, how you got to meet Steve in person? We've had him on the show, yes. but you actually got to meet him. Uh I unfortunately have not had that pleasure But how was he dude okay Describe the scene because I've heard you talk about this Off the air before too in terms of like Just what a kind of scene It created yeah so this was back I want to say
0: at least I think was this 07 was this like Yeah we're coming up on um, 12 12, 12 years ago now damn Let me uh I'm just trying to do a quick Little math in my head um Just double check Yes, it was April 19, 2000 I mean sorry, yeah, 2007. So yeah, almost 12 years ago now. So he was in the Bay Area. I forgot exactly what he was promoting. He was doing an appearance somewhere or whatever. So he came by uh, in the afternoon. He was on our sister station K&BR, the afternoon show. Had him in studio and I remember who, someone here told me because they all knew how much of a, a wrestling fan I was and how much I loved him. And so I and they were down Was he not doing LNT? No for whatever. I, I don't know why we weren't offered it in the first place. I don't know why maybe it was scheduling because he came by in the afternoon I have no idea but it's weird because he I saw he was doing morning radio at another station that day. So anyway, I don't know why we were never offered it but Whatever, I still got to meet him, but so he came by in the afternoon and the, the radio and our old building We're on the 10th and 11th floor all of our stations the majority of them were up on the 11th floor But that day he was on the 10th floor So I came downstairs and it was myself and like a handful of other coworkers who are big wrestling fans. So we're all just standing there just waiting for him yeah. to come off the air. So we're just watching him like fishbowl in the studio with uh the Kane BR guys. And he came out and to his credit, he was super friendly. You know, keep in mean, this is 2007. So it's literally what, four years after his last match with The Rock and stuff. So it's, so he's still pretty much, I think, writing post his career ending. Like it's he's still I yeah. mean He's a legend now, no matter what, what year it is. But at that point, that was still very fresh, him retiring. And so he comes out and he, you know, we all said, hey, can we get a photo? And he was super nice. And I said, hey, can I get a photo? And if I'll repost the photo on my Instagram. But uh, you can see I'm smiling. Like, that's like one of the he's biggest grin, And he was, and you see, he's smiling too. And he was, I thanked him. And he said, thanks, man, for the support. He was just, like I said, super nice, humble in that moment. And I really appreciated that, just how cool he was. And then, even when we, uh, you and I got to actually do an interview with him,
1: and I just love. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. Well, he, I, I loved because he hadn't seen the pay per view that we were talking about yet, No Mercy, yes. I believe, uh, down in LA. Yes. And I love, there was a moment in the interview which you can go back and listen to. Yeah. Where I'm going to have to re-embed that, too. He, uh, he asks us what we thought about it. Yes. And it was just cool talking wrestling with, with, with Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: That's the thing. It's like, you know, when we do a lot of interviews, the, the person being interviewed is just sitting there and just waiting for questions to be thrown at them, and then they answer them. But it's not so much like a conversation. He made it into a conversation with us, and we were just talking wrestling. And he just asked us our opinion. And it's like, whoa, like you and I were both little stupid. Sh- uh, Starstruck or a little little star, uh, well, I thought it was very cool stunned. <laughs> no so, to, so to speak yeah But like whoa like he's asking for our opinion Like what well, we thought about it and we Voiced our opinions and he's like okay yeah And he reacted he pretty much agreed with us Yeah so it was just really cool that Like I said I my bucket list Item you know besides like going to Tokyo to Tokyo MC Wrestle Kingdom Like on my bucket list of wrestling Is to have a beer with Stone Cold Yeah and just talk Shoot the S with him, yeah, and just pick his brain on stuff, and I think he'd be really fun to do that with. And so we had a like I said a brief moment of that on the via the phone line, but to actually do that in person, I, I want to get to that one day.
1: Yeah, such a great trio of matches with The Rock at WrestleMania uh, as as well. Just want to put those over too because that that is one of the great WrestleMania feuds was him and The Rock. Um, but yeah, happy three sixteen day, everybody. Uh, And before we go, I do want to plug Grape City Con Which is coming to Lodi, California, March 24th You can listen to our interview with Jack Swagger uh, Up at the Bone website and wherever uh, our podcast is sold And by sold, I mean free uh, In the click, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, Facebook Uh, But yeah, we interviewed Jack Swagger He's going to be at Grape City Con As is Marty Skrull, the villain Uh, And so go, go see them at Grape City Con March 24th in Lodi, California and
0: Grapecitycon.com for tickets
1: Absolutely and it's dude, tickets are super affordable I think they're like five bucks in advance I think ten at the door like if you're not going like what's wrong With you like I have to work which is the only reason Why I'm not going but I, I'm Super bummed to be missing out because uh, It is the, from the same great Gentleman that puts on StocktonCon which is, Has a sterling reputation for being some Of the best you know convention going Experiences uh, in the Bay Area For certain so definitely go Out and check out Grape City Con. Uh, March twenty-fourth in Lodi. And I do have to give a personal shout out, uh, friend of the show, uh, creator of the imaging for In the Click, uh, Zach Stone. Uh he's getting married uh today, 316. Today. Austin 316 day wedding. Uh I apologize that I couldn't get out of my other work obligations to go up there and be there with you. But we are with you. Uh In the Click is there with you in spirit. Congratulations to you, buddy, on Congrats, your nuptials. Yeah, it's many, many blessings to you. Uh, oh hell yeah uh, For a very <laughs> happy ever after For you there uh, That is going to do it for us this week For Baby Huey, I'm Bimbo Jimbo And remember, if you're not in the click See ya, and I wouldn't want to be you.